Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there. It is the Hammer and Nigel Show with a very special guest on the DriveHubler.com hotline. She is one half of the chicks on the right, the very talented, the very tan and attractive, oh, the yeah. very brilliant. Mock joins us. How are you, love? Hey, Mock. I am well. How are you guys on this fine Juneteenth holiday? So, yeah, there's nobody at work today. You know, Nigel and I are working. Uh, like Casey and Rob worked earlier. Tony never comes to work anyway. Uh, but there is nobody here. Like, I don't know how this works. If you work on a holiday, like Juneteenth, or if we come in on Thanksgiving, do we get another day off of our choosing? Is that or, how it or, works? Or holiday pay? Right. It, yeah, you should, because it is now officially, as of this weekend, it is officially a federal holiday. So, it should work just like any other federal holiday. Um, we got a number of places that we can go down here, but let's start with some meetings of the mind that took place over the weekend. <laughs> oh, no. Fetterman introducing Joe Biden. Uh, oh, my God. So the Pennsylvania senator, John Fetterman, he's had a bad week. Uh, we've all seen the video by now. We've played the audio of him struggling to get through, talking about the 95 bridge collapse. And then he tries to introduce Joe Biden to come on stage. And first of all, he's wearing like a sweatshirt and basketball shorts. You're standing next to the president. Like, I don't even like that president, but show respect for the audience. Office, and he says, basically, I'm standing next to a collapsed bridge. <laughs> this guy is not right, Mock. And we're laughing here, but this is embarrassing. And I hate the fact that his horrible bitch of a wife oh. and family are putting him through this. Well, you know, that's I, I see that uh, point being made quite a bit. It's, uh, here's, here's a couple of the points I'm seeing from uh, the Twitter sphere. So, for example, the Krasenstein brothers, who are notoriously progressive and just dumb as a box of rocks, these guys are super mad at anybody who dares to make fun of Fetterman and his inability to complete a coherent sentence because they're saying it's, like, cruel and horrible to disparage a disabled person. And they're not actually taking into account the fact that this it, it is well within our citizens, any U.S. citizen's right to mock their political betters, especially those who cannot serve in the role that they have. And so the biggest problem here is not that, you know, OK, you can you can take a moral high ground and be like, that's mean. You shouldn't make fun of someone with a disability. That person, their whole job is to communicate and represent the people of their state. He is clearly unable to do that. So I'm not making fun of him when I say he is unfit for the job that he is in. It's just a fact. He's not able to do the job. Oh, and, and I so get that. So I get that. Seeing people 100%. That. I totally hear what you're saying. My point is, and you're right. If this is a guy that's going to be picking your health care, picking out your taxes, picking out policy yeah. for safety for this country, absolutely, you're right to do whatever you want to do. 
But if that were your husband, Mock, and he's up there and he can't speak, but you're so power hungry that you keep pushing him out there, I would rip you for that as well. You know what I'm saying? Oh, totally. I mean, she's awful. Everybody that's around him that encouraged him to actually do this is awful. But I don't absolve him of actually having the responsibility to say yes. Because he's still, like, regardless of, of whether or not he can communicate effectively, which we know he can't, the guy is not an invalid. The guy still has a functioning brain, and he could have said no. But he is just as power hungry as the rest of his family, and so he went right along with it. So I put the blame on all of them. By the way, if there's a better description of Biden than a collapsed bridge, <laughs> then you're going you're gonna to have to tell me. You're going to have to show me because that was spot on. I mean, that was the only thing he said that made sense. That's the only thing that was right. <laughs> <laughs> so, not to uh, leave Joe Biden out of the conversation, Joe Biden talks about building a railroad across the ocean, and then when he speaks, I guess it, you could consider it was his first unofficial rally for his presidency campaign over the weekend, he's just making up stats, making up numbers. <laughs> Where are all these fact checkers that I've heard so much about, Mock? <laughs> Yeah, that's a great question. I think did you see did you guys see about the bridge thing that um, Larry Kudlow decided to have his staff actually figure out what it would cost to make the bridge that Joe Biden described, and it was like seven trillion dollars. You're talking about the bridge from the Pacific Ocean, uh, from the West Coast to the Indian Ocean, or something like that, right? right. To India, right? Yeah, because they, they like drew an actual picture of what that would look like, and of course, it's thousands and thousands of miles long. Ugh. So they were like, okay, well, what would that actually cost? And yeah, it was seven trillion dollars. And imagine the construction of that bad boy, just for one minute, because this is what I did over the weekend. Somebody's going to have to lay the foundation for that in the ocean, at the bottom of the ocean. And you're going to have to make it so tall that in the event that a hurricane comes, the water is yeah. not going to wash away the train car. This was the dumbest thing that I've heard in a long time. And keep in mind who the president is. Exactly. I mean, it's just another one. And then did you guys hear him say, God save the queen? Yeah, what was that? And then, what was their excuse for that? Was he talking to somebody I in the audience? Like, he thought he saw Freddie Mercury's one. ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that they've got an excuse for that. I think everyone, even on his staff, is just utterly bewildered. Because it, it wasn't even that he just said it, but it was the way that he said the, God save the queen, man. <laughs> like, what in the world? This is the president <laughs> of the United States. <laughs> you know, I mean, somebody needs to tell him that that's not going to be possible and at some, this point. Somebody needs She's to tell Biden. Saving. He needs to stop saying, oh, I'm going off script here. I'm going to get in trouble. You're the <laughs> president, again, this goes without saying almost, you're the president of the United States. Who is going to who is going to punish you? Who's they? Oh, they're going to they're gonna be mad at me. You are the leader of the free world, for God's sake. Stop saying you're going to get in Jill? trouble. Maybe, maybe it's with Jill. Yeah, well, Whatever. I mean, still, <laughs> like, I, I just don't get the whole, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Oh, they're going to yell at me. Who is they? Somebody's looking at him yeah. off stage, Mock, like uh, Ben Stiller's character in Happy Gilmore when his grandma's <laughs> in the nursing home and he's given the throat slash gesture. Is that what's happening? <laughs> 
I mean, I can't blame his staff for absolutely cringing and being, oh, you know, no. just feeling like they're they're just hanging on for dear life anytime he does go off script. So I'm sure he gets a talking to. But yeah, I mean, to your point, he is the president and he could just say if he was of sound mind, he would simply say to them, I do what I want. Mock with us on the chicks on the right uh, on your Twitter accounts. And I don't know exactly which one of you posted this, whether it was you or Daisy, but you were talking about the subway situation in New York, where it's been one attack after the other. Yeah. On Friday, Nigel and I just rattled off some of the things that have happened the last two weeks there. And then this past weekend alone, there have been a series of stabbings taking place on these New York City subways. You guys made a great point. Because of what's happening with Daniel Penny right now, is this mm-hmm. going to make it so young men are afraid to step up and help people? Absolutely, because why? Why there's there's literally every incentive not to right now. Because if you do the right thing, if you see someone in trouble, if you see someone who needs rescuing, and you rescue them, you could just go to jail. Because that's the kind of justice that's happening now in Democrat big cities. They're not punishing. There's no consequences for actual perpetrators, and victims are blamed for everything. And so it's setting a horrible example of what's happened to Daniel Penny because he really saved lives that day and no one is giving him credit for actually saving lives because all they're looking at and you know it's these these main the mainstream media stations anytime they refer to um, what was his name Jordan Neely I think that was his name the guy that he subdued and, yeah yeah every time they refer to him they call him a Michael Jackson impersonator and they don't ever refer to the fact that he had a criminal a violent criminal background, pages and pages long. And so the narrative shifting is just so gross by the mainstream media and, you know, and they're contributing to this, to this, to the, to the attitude that people are going to have from here on out who want to step in and help, who are good Samaritans. They're going to think twice before they do it because there is, they could actually go to jail. Well, we all remember the bodega owner in New York City a few months ago that was uh, being attacked behind uh, his counter uh, being pushed around and somebody being very belligerent in his face and the guy just grabbed a knife and and stabbed his attacker. He spent a few Mm -hmm. days at Riker Island before they finally dropped the charges on him. It makes no sense. I mean, it's every the whole justice system is so completely warped right now and working in favor of the criminals. Yep. And it's it's I mean, and all these people like in, in California, too, when you see not just violent criminals, but all of these thefts, the looting, the, the robberies. And, you know, they're, they've just got carte blanche to go in and do whatever they want because they know there is no prosecution. Mock, you and your partner, you've built a little media empire, Chicks on the Right. You have basically <laughs> built this brand up online. You had the radio show for a little while, but it's basically in its, you know, being was an online brand that you guys started. So, with that being said, what do you think of Tucker Carlson launching his show on Twitter? Well, it's been like a phenomenal success, right? He's getting way more eyeballs on his Twitter show than any of the cable news networks could ever 
hope to get in probably a full 24-hour period. So, I mean, it's 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 obviously a huge success. Now, the fact that they're suing him over it or they're, you know, sending him these sternly worded letters telling him, yeah. hey, you're still under contract, so you're not really allowed to have a show. It's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out, especially because his point back to that is I'm just a I'm just a person expressing my opinion on Twitter just like everybody else. So I don't know I don't know how they can tell him he can't do that. It's he's he's calling it Tucker on Twitter. It's not Tucker Carlson tonight. You know, I mean it's a different it's it's a fifteen minute opinion segment. And so I don't know how they're gonna stop him from doing that. But that's what's happening. I think it's brilliant on his part. I love that when, uh, you know, when he released the first show, he actually made a point to say, you know, thanks to Elon Musk for creating a free speech platform. Let's see that it stays that way, because if it proves not to, I'm out of here. And I and I thought that was great that he kind of put the writing on the wall. Can he still have the same impact for conservatives on Twitter as he had on a TV show? I think so. I hope so. I mean, I, the numbers certainly suggest that he can because it seems like so many. I mean, every time he releases a 15 minute spot, it makes huge news. So people share the clips. It goes off of Twitter and onto websites. You know, it gets shared widely on other social media platforms. So, I mean, he's still a huge, huge player in the conservative world. And I think he'll continue to be the, the closer we get to the election. I, I'm just wondering what his long game is right now, because you and Daisy have monetized Chicks on the Right. You do a daily show. You have the website. Um, I, I'm wondering what the what the plan long term for Tucker is, though. Any theories? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I, you know, I would think that he, I don't know if he's still being paid by Fox. I suspect that he probably is. Um, but don't hold me to that because I'm not sure. You know, I don't know the ins and outs of his contract, but I don't know that he's particularly worried about money at the moment. And then I, I suspect that once he's freed completely from the contract, that he could go and have a show yeah. wherever he wants. And there were, you know, it was um, what's the name of that uh, Pat? uh What's his name? Patrick David, who's got like the entertainment conglomerate. They were offering him a hundred million dollars, like a hundred million dollars a year for five years to come to their um, platform. So, I mean, the offers are going to be there. I think he just needs to keep his presence alive, which he is with these little 15 minute shows. And then he'll be able to write his own ticket once he's completely free of contract. That is Mock, chicksontheright.com. Follow them on social media as well. Mock, always appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.